Strong Dad wants to thank Quality Auto Mart for joining us as a sponsor. Quality Auto Mart was born in 1985. They are owned and operated by Mark and Nancy Repke. Quality Auto Mart provides all the services, repairs, and maintenance for your vehicle's needs with a three-year auto parts and labor warranty. They offer complimentary vehicle safety inspection and estimates. Also, they offer a shuttle service and the fourth oil change is always on them. They are located at 7307 on State Road 46 in Batesville, Indiana. Make sure you give them a call at 812-934-2301. Welcome to Strong Dads. This is Merle Hutchinson and Kyle Crawford bringing you another great show. We are doing our very last show of the Parables of the Sun summer series. And uh, you know something's different about this one? Uh-oh. I kind of liked it. All right. <laughs> I like this parable. The other ones I kept saying, man, I don't like this one. I don't like this one because I felt convicted. But this one, uh, I felt like I can relate to this. Right, right. Relate. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, good deal. How, how are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah, I'm very good. Right. It's, um, you know, it's we are in the hottest week right now of the summer. Well, you know, and, it's funny because last time we recorded, we were joking about how the golf trip was so hot. It was the hottest week of the yeah. year. And when you know it, we we, jink- we talked it into existence. Bro. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about this week, though, is my air conditioner <laughs> broke down. So, you know, when you know it. So the house right now, uh, last night, uh, the outside temperature dropped down to 74, mm. and my house was still 78. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, as we're recording, if yeah. you see us just dripping with sweat, that's that's why. That's yeah, why. <laughs> yeah. All right, so today we are doing the final parable that we're going to do. It doesn't mean that this is the only last parable. It means this is the final parable of this series, and this is the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. Mm. And so this is Luke 18, 9 through 14. So we're going to tackle that in just a second. So how about before we get into that, we thank our uh, sponsors, and we'll get into the talk. Good deal, good deal. Strong Dads, we would love to thank Casey Outdoor Solutions for coming alongside of us. I, I'm sure uh, as we were recording this, we're, we're in the late August months here. I'm mm-hmm. sure they're getting ramped up and getting ready for the fall season coming too. So check out Casey's Outdoor Solutions. Let them know we sent you up there. Got an awesome facility over there on State Line Road. All right, very good. So we also want to thank Quality Auto Mart, located on Route 46 outside of Batesville, Indiana. So for all your automotive needs, go check out the guys at Quality Auto Mart. Uh, they can help you with their cars or with with cars or your golf, golf carts. Oh. Yeah, mm. so they got it going. All right, so um, let's read the parable. Okay, we'll mm-hmm. get right to the business here. Let's read the parable, and then let's kind of break this thing down. It's a fairly short parable, so hang in there, guys. Let's uh, see what we can get out of this. All right, uh, again, Luke 18, 9 through 14. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even this tax collector. I fast I fa- I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get but the tax collector stood at a distance he would not even look up to heaven but he beat his breast and said god have mercy on me a sinner 
I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Mm. I kind of screwed up that reading a little bit. I need to learn to read better. <laughs> all right. You and me both. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So I can relate to this. Mm. Um, you know, you've talked about your uh, coming to your Christian faith, and it happened a little bit later. Uh, even, you know, as a kid, it wasn't that church didn't exist at all, but you guys weren't really connected. Mm-hmm. And so, um, what was it like for you walking into a church for the first times? You know, how did you feel? Well, I, I went in the church for donuts. That, that's why. That's I right. Up. That's right. You were the donut man. <laughs> that's why I showed up. No, you know, it, I, I remember, you know, as a kid going and like going to Sunday school, and and then you know during the summer go to vacation Bible Bible school, and 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 I, I remember thinking that I didn't know the 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 Bible stories. You know, I didn't know right. all, all the things that I felt like some of the other kids know, and and may, maybe that was just be, me being naive, naive, like thinking that everyone knew everything about this book. And when mm-hmm. in reality, I'm sure most of the kids there were probably thinking the same thing I was, right? Right. Um, but j- just having that mindset that that I don't know all the ins and outs. I don't know who really who this Jesus guy is. I know he's some figure that that we're supposed to like, you know, be in awe of, right? But I never really got the sense that that I was on an equal or level playing field as some of the other kids that that were there just because again, I, I thought that they knew more than I did. And and, you know, I, I don't know if it's just a pride thing or if it's just being a boy, like you want to feel like you you know as much as everybody else does. And at that time I just never felt like I knew what I thought they all knew. Yeah. Yeah. So you just kind of come in and inadequate really. Yeah. Yep. You know, I grew up, um, on the West side of Cincinnati, very German Catholic, mm, yep. um, still is today yep. is a very German Catholic area. And so grew up Catholic. And, um, when we talk about German Catholic, it was very much also the culture of the German Catholics, which was, yeah. uh, a large part of blue collar, um, hard workers, uh, beer drinkers mm. and uh, lots of, of social community stuff. And so um, I just grew up with a lot of that emphasis on the culture, mm. the beer drinking, the fun, the social right. part. And to me, that was like just part of being Catholic. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so when I started to feel like, man, I don't know if I even know my faith, I don't mm. even know if I know God, and started going to some other churches just to see, like, well, what is this God thing? You know, because I felt really in fear in my just knowledge. Right away when I started walking into some other churches, primarily non-denominationals, I felt just like you, like, I don't know anything. Mm. And I also, again, I just, I will tell you, I felt, I don't know that it was real, but I felt judged Mm. because I was still going out and drinking my beers Mm. and doing my, my cultural thing. And I felt like, man, everybody's just, oh, there's no way I'm good enough for these people. If they if they only knew the stuff that I did, how I yeah. might talk, how I drink, how I do these things, they would, this place would burn down right yeah. in my place. So I I felt pretty uh, pretty inadequate there. Yeah. Isn't, I don't maybe as you were talking, Merle, maybe you felt this way. I always felt uh, like an outsider. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, for for me, going to church was more of the the, the creasters, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the just the yeah. East, Easter and Christmas time coming around, and still to this day, when and I go to church on a on a on a very regular basis, like still to this day, on the Easter service and the Christmas service, I'm like, 
I hope everyone knows that I come here all the time, yeah. right? Like, because I don't want to feel like I'm an outsider again. Yeah. Because I remember feeling that way, and and mm. and you just don't feel like you belong there, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I, you know, there's different parts of church that I still don't feel like I'm like you know in the in crowd. But you know, still to this day, I, I hope that people see me, you know, on Christmas and Easter, and like, well, who's this guy bringing this family for the first time this year, right? I still yeah. don't. I don't want to feel like that outsider. Yeah. So let's let's talk about a few different things that just come to mind out of this parable that maybe we should wrestle with. Because remember, the parables are all about trying to connect a very important uh, concept or idea that Christ says, to be in my way, you need to understand this. To follow my way, you need to understand this. And so some some terms that came to my mind when we are just going through this are the term of like that holier than thou or self-righteousness, mm. okay? And and just to like know what that is, that self-righteousness is, is me comparing myself against another person. Mm. And so like you're very self-righteous about your golf game compared to my golf game, right? Here we go. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm a lot better golfer than you. At least I'm not, at least I didn't shoot a 55 and have like, you know, nine, three hole putts. So um, the idea of us comparing us to each other, Mm. right? And and as long as I can be better than you, then I'm good. Yeah. And and how how off that is, like, yeah. At the end of the day, we are to be comparing ourselves to who, right? Right, and that's that comparison is to Christ. Yeah, I mean that's that's the way. That's who we're shooting up for to aim for. That's the bar, and when we lower the bar to ourselves against others, we're missing the whole concept. Right. Well, I mean, if we look look at the parable, I mean, the, the, the Pharisee looking at the tax collector, and again, at that time, you know, those tax collectors were considered less than they oh, they, yeah. they were the you know they, they, everyone hated the they tax were collector, scum, right? Yeah, and, and and I think I think it's so easy to to say, well, I would never be like the Pharisee, you know, that, that this this you know religious figure that that seemingly has everything together and is looking down on this tax collector. But just what you're saying, Merle, it's it's so easy, you know, when when you mess up in your walk, it's just like, well, at least I'm not doing what you know mm-hmm. Joe Schmo over here does every yep. day. It's like at least I'm not going on getting drunk, but it's like just what you said in the eyes of God, like we're all sinners, right? We've mm-hmm. all fallen short of the standard and that that He set for us, that He wants you know wants us to achieve, and it's just like, man, when when we get stuck in this comparison game, it's a it's a dangerous dangerous road because there's always going to be when you get that in that comparison game, there's always going to be some self righteous like, well, at least I'm not doing what that person's doing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I mean it's just it's a. It's a, it's a trap that we fall into, right? Yeah. And we compare ourselves all the time from the levels of our faith, the mm. levels of our money, the levels of our athleticism, you know, all these things. And it's like, back off. Yeah. There's only one bar. Yeah. Well, don't, don't you think, I mean, especially for men, I think, and I'm I'm only speaking to men because I'm not a woman. I'm sure women deal well. with this too. But <laughs> but like I, I we've talked a lot about you know a lot of times in society we you measure how manly someone is by the size of their truck and their mm-hmm. bank account. And I think it's so true. I can't tell you the number of times I'll be driving down my own street and I'll see somebody that I know and I'm like, man, he's got a really nice truck. I'd love to have that. You know, and you right. start you start to play that that game in your mind. And you try and build it up. But again, just going back, it's like you no, know, we we it's all based off of you know how God has set us, you know, how he views us. And it's not getting into that self-righteous mindset. 
Yeah, and so the bottom line with that idea is we start to act more like a Pharisee, mm. right? Like the Pharisee is, he's comparing himself to others versus God. Yep. And so he does everything he can to be better than others mm. rather than working towards God. And so uh, there are certain terms that just come into play with this. When when we get into a lot of self-righteous thinking and living, terms like narcissism. Mm. And so we talk in our work, we do here at Rock Solid Families, we talk a lot about narcissism. Narcissism, and by the way, everybody has a level of narcissism. It's called selfishness. Okay, mm-hmm. and so narcissism, when it gets to be excessive, is the idea that people get locked into only seeing life and the world through their eyes. Like they can't imagine, you know, how anybody else could do a certain thing a certain way, or why they do the things that they do. I mean, it's just beyond them, all right? Because they're only filtering through their own eyes, and so. The the Pharisee here is exhibiting narcissistic attitudes and, yep. and ways. And so I bring up the opposite. So the way that we at least deal with uh, narcissism, if we're actually going to try to reveal it and then correct it at some level, is trying to teach um, empathy. Mm-hmm. All right? And that means, okay, me first starting off with asking you, well, how are you doing? So what do you think about this? You know, how how is your life going where I'm actually trained to put myself in their shoes? Yeah. And so um, that's something that will quickly get you to realize, wow, that person's got value. They see things, you know, in a different way than I do. Yeah. So anyway, those are two big terms that come to my mind there. Yeah. And, and you know, when, when I, and I shared this before in the show that uh, a, a long time ago, I was getting real burnt out with my job. This is probably going back. 10 plus years. And, and I made the comment to my brother, like, I just don't understand the same person will call us for the exact same thing. Why don't they you know, mm. do things for themselves? Right. Why, why don't they try and make a change? And, and my brother looked at me, he's like, isn't, isn't that, it? I'm really glad God doesn't, God doesn't see us the right. way that you're, you're you see mm-hmm. that, you know, and it's just like, it's just that, that, that understanding. It's like, I, I was very narcissistic in the way I was thinking about it versus having the empathy, um, you know, w- which I know, you know, I, I recently just watched a, um, a sermon from Crossroads and the guy said that, that God is the high, he's an empathetic God, that mm. he understands what we're going through. He understands that we're scared and we don't know certain things that are going to happen. And it kind of, ha- he has that like, you know, that heavenly perspective and he has empathy for us in, in our failings. And it's just like, if we're supposed to emulate what God looks like, having the empathy, just like this Pharisee, Pharisee should have had the empathy for the tax collector. And it's just like, man, I, I fall short so much when the, and it comes to the lack of empathy and I get stuck in this narcissistic way in mm-hmm. my own, in my own mind, I kind of get stuck in my own mind. So, yeah. So, um, then he talks about in, in the passage here, um, the, the very last sentence there he talks about, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, mm-hmm. and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So the a term that then comes in, and this is one um, that nobody really likes to have in their life, but it's the idea of humility. Mm-hmm. And and you know we've talked about being humiliated, mm-hmm. right? When you're humiliated, you you are from the outside you somebody's knocking you down they're making you feel less than well nobody likes that feeling right but to have humility is to to just naturally put yourself at a lower level of importance mm. right to um to not hold yourself up in high regards and high esteem and so the idea here is 
um, not to be self-deprecating, mm. meaning I'm not good at anything. I suck. Right. I'm terrible. No, like that's not what God's asking mm. for. He's just saying, don't be better than you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Like don't be, don't act like you're better than the others. And right. so that's that humility. Yeah. And, and I think it's just taking that, that perspective, that, that view that, God sees us a certain way, right? And, and and we can have a humble, humble kind of heart, but also understand that that God still sees us in high regard. We're still considered His mm-hmm. child, right? And, and I th- I think having that perspective that it, just like you were saying, it's it's not like you're browbeating yourself to the point where you, oh, I'm going to take the humble road here and I'm just going to you know consider myself less than everybody else and continue to beat yourself down. It's like wait a second, you can be humble because if you're if you see yourself in the way that God sees you. Mm-hmm. Then, then there's value in that. Yeah, so I, I like the word that you used, and you said, you know, God sees us as his child. And so a child, child-parent relationship is not one of, you know, I wish I could be better than mommy or daddy. Right. It's like, no, that's mom and dad. Yeah. You know, and so um, one thing that happens in the house all the time is that sibling, sibling rivalry where the kids start to try to compare to see who's better. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, but in relationship to the parent, yep. the kids aren't trying to be better than the parents. Mm. Okay? Yeah. And so that perspective to understand that. And, you know, I think to wrap your head around the idea of, like, let's just be right up front. God's God. Mm-hmm. He's a creator. Mm-hmm. He's the beginning. He's the end, the alpha, the omega. He, he's right. like everything. So you're not even in the same ballpark mm-hmm. when you're talking about greatness. So yeah. step back off of that right away. Yeah. Right. Um, so then what does God want out of us? He wants us to understand our relationship with him. Mm. You know, he wants us to understand. He wants us to seek it. Yeah. And so he wants uh, us to have the perspective of, hey, um, I created you for a reason, mm. and that reason is to serve my needs, my mm-hmm. desires. Yep. Like, he created us. Yep. I don't know about you, but I don't like to have to be a yeah. slave to other people, you know? <laughs> yeah. I want to do my own thing. Right. Well, and and th- th- this is that, you know, th- th- I think, again, for men, this is a difficult thing to, to you know, in the words of Carrie Underwood, to let Jesus take the wheel, right? <laughs> to, to, to allow someone to drive your life, because I don't know about you guys, but there's a lot of times in my life I'm like, no, I want to be the driver in right. my life. Like, I want to control what's going on in my life. And it's like, wait a second. Again, going back to the, the humility part to realize that, okay, God created me. He probably knows what I need mm-hmm. more than I do, right? He 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 created me just no different than if you look at your kids and it's like you created this kid, right? You created this human being. You 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 have a different perspective than 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 they do if you know to 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 sit there and allow them to make all the decisions in their life like Wait a second! Like I, I'm your dad, I can I can walk, I can help right. you through this, and I think it's exactly the same way when it comes to God. It's like God's like, wait a second, I created you. How about you let me? How about you invite me back into your life to mm-hmm. you know to speak into that? Yeah, and He even gives us a choice to do it. He yeah. could just dictate it. He yeah, could exactly. just demand and and enforce it. But He's like, no, you can make the choice. Yeah. But when you do things my way and recognize who I am relative mm-hmm. to you you're going to be blessed. So, all right. So guys, hopefully some of that just made you think some of those terms, empathy, narcissism, um, that self-righteousness of holier than thou, uh, which one do you struggle with? Um, if you told me right now, I don't struggle with any of those. Here's your sign. (laughs) Okay. All of us have struggles in these areas. And so it's a matter of us just being humble enough to say, yeah, I need to work on some 
things in these different areas. Yeah. So, all right, this week, guys, um, think about some of the parables. Think about, uh, I've always said, like, the way that I understood the way of Christ is to really dig into those parables. And so, you know, John 14, 6 says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to the Father except through me. And so when he says, I'm the way, what he's referring to is, you know, I am trying to show you the ways that we act, live, behave, and believe so that we can be in God's nature. And when we are in God's nature, he blesses us, all right? And some people might say, well, I just got lucky today. Mm -hmm. Well, we believe that if you are in God's nature, good things are going to be coming to you, okay? And so this is that whole idea that the parables are a great place to go to say, what's the nugget of lesson that God's trying to give me here? Yep. Good deal. Yeah, I, I hope this summer series, uh, you know, going through the parables, I hope you guys got something. I know, Merle, you carried the load for the vast majority of the summer. So, Man, again, it was I, heavy. I, I, it was I heavy. appreciate that. So, yeah, I, I, I hope that the parables kind of spoke into your life. I hope that, you know, that you were able to grab, grab all hold of something, start a conversation with your spouse, with your kids, whatever the case may be, maybe even, you know, having you have a conversation with God and, 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 and kind of work through those and wrestle through those. So, uh, I, I hope you guys got something out of the series. It's been a lot of fun to do. Uh, you know, I've only done a couple of them, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, You're so back. I'm back. So, uh, but again, before we close it out, uh, thanks so much for Quality Automart and uh, Casey Outdoor Solution for coming alongside of us. Really do appreciate them. Um, yeah, I think we're. Good. I think that's it. So I would say, um, go out there and be a strong dad. Casey's is a premier garden center and gift shop located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Casey's offers a wide selection of plants, landscaping materials, home and garden decor, and gifts for every occasion. Casey's is committed to providing exceptional service, a unique shopping experience, and value to every customer. Stop in and see what makes Casey's so unique. Located at 21481 State Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, or call 812-537-3800. Let Casey's help you add beauty to your home.